Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. It's Hump Day, I'm Dan Day, and for some reason I really want some donuts. Follow me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Yeah, throw in random stuff like that sometimes, but who doesn't want donuts? In a couple of minutes, going to be hearing from the Joe Rose Show. They're talking football with Pete Prisco. I like the alliteration on that, Pete Prisco. Got to be careful on the radio saying that fast, though. Also, the Dan Lebetard Show. They're diving into the diving and diamonds and dolphins and drive-ins and all the Ds. Got to be careful with those Ds, too, on the radio. Might say the wrong thing. Then Hawk and Crowder, silliness, but good silliness. So be on the lookout for that a little while later on the show. Right now, though, let's get into some serious headlines. The Miami Dolphins Food Relief Program, beginning June 1st, vows to serve 1,000 meals each weekday at Hard Rock Stadium to the needy during coronavirus. Despite furloughing office employees, the Marlins continue to pay their minor league players. There is not expected to be a minor league season this year. Several Canes football players will return to campus tomorrow to receive physicals. Miami is scheduled to play September 5th against Temple. Sources say MLS is working on a return-to-play tournament in Orlando that would be more like the World Cup with pool play than a knockout stage. Initial reports are that the Heat should have enough cap space to sign a max deal free agent in 2021. No word on when the NBA season will resume. The NHL will return later this year in two hub cities with a 24-team playoff, which will see the Panthers playing the Islanders in the first round. And now we've come to the point. We're stepping into the day spa. Ah, feels good, doesn't it? Officials in India are claiming to have captured a pigeon sent to spy on them from the Pakistani government. Mom always said, never trust a pigeon. A TV host in Egypt had to flee the set after a guest's monkey attacked him live on the air. I love monkeys. A man's freaked out after finding out that his bride-to-be has a family tradition where her extended family sits right outside the master bedroom on the wedding night and celebrates 
the new couple's consummation of their marriage. Eh, it's not that weird. It's not like they're in the room watching, cheering, judging. A model in Moscow claims that her chest has grown so much naturally that she now gets body shamed in the streets. Some people just have no luck at all. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast calls for a chance of rain with temperatures around 80. Mornings, the forecast is always bright because if you're getting up at 6 o'clock, you're hearing Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood. It's the Joe Rose Show 6 to 10, Monday through Friday, right here on 560 The Joe. They get you all the good information and have fun doing it. Right now, they're having some fun with NFL insider Pete Crisco talking about those new rules that could be going into effect for the National Football League. Also, do no fans equal less money for the players? They look at Tua's future, the Gase case in New York, and how Joe Rose would fare today as a tight end. Pete, I love this fourth and 15 instead of the onside kick, but I know a lot of the old schoolers think it's way too gimmicky for the league. Does this thing have any shot of passing to get the 24 votes it needs from the owners? Oh, I think it's going to pass. I think part of the reason is, and, and you know this, the onside kick used to be the most dangerous play in football. I mean, it was awful. I, I remember one time when I was back covering the Jaguars, we were at Riverfront Stadium covering them playing the, the Bengals, and Tom Coughlin had an onside kick late in the game when he shouldn't have. And we were on one side of the stadium, and the stadium was clearing out of Riverfront. It was kind of vast anyways. And you could hear this crack from across the field, and this guy broke his femur. And he's actually a Miami kid. His name was Dave Thomas. He came from, he's from the Miami area. Big physical corner. And you could hear that across the field. And so they tried to make it a safer play. And what they did is they made it a boring play because you can't get them anymore. Right. So I think this makes a lot of sense. I like the idea of changing it. There is an advantage to having a quarterback who can actually throw on fourth and 15 rather than somebody who can't. I think that gives those teams a little bit of an advantage. But I think the option is there, and I think it should be available. The only thing with that, Pete, is I see every defensive coordinator-minded head coach that has a defensive background hating this because of what it leads up to. you got a two-score lead. You soften up your defense. You just want to burn those timeouts and clock up as much as you can. Now you might have to change the way you play defense a little bit. Yeah, and again, sometimes you see these guys go into that soft defense too soon anyway. It comes back True. and bites them in the ass. So it puts a little bit of a little more strategy. Look, I'm all for more strategy to make coaches look bad. That, that's fun. It's, we get to second guess them a little bit more. Say you score with five seconds left, you're going to run the play. I mean, the play. Even if you're ahead, you might run the play because right. you might burn the clock. So there's going to be different varying things uh, associated with it. But I think that from the from the standpoint of making it better chance to get the ball back, I think it, it, it brings some excitement to the game. So I like it. Uh, I never loved you. I, I hate, I'll be honest with you, I hate special teams anyways. I just hate them. I'm, I'm one of those guys, punt the ball out of bounds, eliminate kickoff. The kicker better make the damn kick and crunch wow. time or go get another okay. one. Wow, <laughs> I like it. You and Bob uh, Kuchenberg, man. That's right, that right. unbelievable. Good. Pete, all right, so you got your in an impossible task, which you do every single year. You put the top 100 together out of, what, 1,500 players in the NFL. Instead of asking you how many people write you negative stuff and say, I hate you, Pete, and this and that, are there a lot of people that say great list? Because I just think it's an impossible list to make. And if you don't have exactly someone's favorite player, one, two, three, four, or five, someone's going to say, Pete, you're an idiot. Like, you have a lot of people that say great list? Because I think it's a pretty good list when I look through the 100. There's 
two for every thousand that rip it. Right. So, you know, that that's not a good ratio. And, and people complain. That's, I mean, that's the, the inherent uh, part of your life is that you complain about something. I mean, you know, now we're complaining <laughs> about this and that and everything else. So, hey, believe me, I know because I'm one of the champ complainers. But this is one of those situations where you can't win. And people in Pittsburgh went nuts because I didn't have Mika Fitzpatrick in there. And, and I'll be honest with you, he came down to the bottom and it was between him and Jimmy Ward. And I thought Jimmy Ward played better last year. And that's why I did put Minka Fitzpatrick in there. He tweeted about it. Cam Hayward went all in on me. And so they finally got them on there and they were respectful of it. And look, bottom line is it's my list. If you don't like it too bad. Pete, we haven't heard much about this and we're going through with the NHL, the NBA and, and, and Major League Baseball right now. If the season goes... And a lot of people think there aren't going to be any fans. If it happens in the NFL, will the players be asked to take a, a pay cut as well, considering how much money the revenue is through butts and seats? How would that play out? I don't think that's in the NFL contract, so I don't think they will. I'll say that the cap will be impacted next year. There's no question about that. Uh, you know, it will go down if they play without fans. Joe, I don't believe they're going to play without fans. I'm in the minority on that one. I mean, here we are. We're we're still in May, and you're seeing flat all these numbers where the curves are going way down and this going down. And, and so I don't think they're going to play without fans. I think you're going to see fans. Now, the question will be, will fans go? That's the problem. I, I you know, I think the fans will have to be a little apprehensive early to go to those games. So that could be where the problem lies. But I think the NFL by that time will be ready to open up with fans. Let me ask you this. Let's just say it's August 1st and the Dolphins are having a practice and it's open to the public. Will the public go? Yes. Of course they will. Of course. Yep. You saw over the weekend. They opened up things all over the country, and people went. They, you know, they, they've been cooped up for for three months. They're ready to get out of there. Now, if the thing comes back, then we got a problem. But we got a problem right. much bigger than sports if that thing comes roaring back and they can't handle right. it. But, look, I'm, a, I'm of the notion it's time to open things back up. It's time to get it back going again. And, and look, death is horrible in any way, shape, or form. I, I know this thing has been brutal for a lot of families and I feel for them. But there's also a lot of families that need this thing to open up. And you know, Joe, my brother's in the restaurant business up in, right. in, in Pompano. He needs, he needs to open. And they finally allowed him to open. I know other guys in the restaurant business in South Florida. I'm sure you do too as well. You know, they're hurting. People are hurting. They need to work. So I do think we're going to get back to playing football and I think we're going to have fans in the stands. Pete, as good as his chicken wings are, he definitely needs to keep that bad boy open. You, those those things are are really, really friggin' good. No question about that. Your, your take on all this Tua stuff, and how the team will handle it. I don't want to get into when he starts and all that, but what, what do you think will happen with Tua and the Dolphins? This stuff isn't helping him at all. I think he'd be one of those guys who would take advantage of at least being in there learning the book and being around guys and hanging out and becoming a quarterback and becoming a leader. I don't think this is helping him at all. Uh, if he's healthy and he knows the book and he understands what he can do and, and you know they feel comfortable with him, I think at some point he takes over six, seven weeks into the season. I don't think he's going to start the season. I, I think Fitzpatrick is a pro's pro, and the players respect him, and so I think he will open the season. But I, I do think at some point during the season, uh, Tua needs to get in there and play, because the sooner you get on with it, the better off you are. And, and I'm a big believer in in most scenarios – I would play the young kid right away, in large part because if you don't play him right away, all you're doing is delaying the inevitable. He is your future. He's the reason you, you, know, you drafted him in the first round because he's the future. Get to the future. The longer you wait, let's just say he sits out this entire season. Well, the future doesn't start next year because he's still yeah. technically a first-year quarterback. So I'd play him at some point five, six games in and, and let him take over and become the quarterback. Uh, i got to ask you what's going on. What do you think is going on in New York? We were talking about it a little earlier with Jamal Adams and Adam Case or Jamal Adams and Joe 
Douglas, whatever's going on up there. Do you see Jamal Adams staying up there in New York, or do you just think this thing is just going to, you know, it's going to be a fire and they're not going to be able to put it out? No, I think this is a negotiation. I, I think that's exactly what this is. This is two sides that know he's a good football player. The team wants him. You want young players who, who are leaders on your defense around for a long time. He's a building block. And I think from his standpoint, he's looking around and saying, you know what, I need more money. And, and so he's negotiating through the media. They're negotiating, leaking out stuff. I think ultimately he gets a big mega deal and probably becomes the highest paid safety in the league. That's going to be an interesting one. Interesting, a safety. Yeah. You think even the fact that he plays that safety position, that could still happen, huh? That he's looking at $15, 16000000 million a year? Yeah, I, I think ultimately, you know, and, he, and he's going to describe himself, look, I play down the box. I can do this. I'm versatile. Uh, you know, that's the new thing now. I'm not just a safety. I'm not just a, uh, this guy. I'm a hybrid. I can do so many different things and that's how they negotiate it's just like christian mccaffrey as a running back got that mega deal people don't pay running backs and i actually had this conversation with him i said you know your people don't pay running backs because i'm not a running back i'm a weapon and when you look at his numbers he catches the ball like a wide receiver so they paid him that kind of money i yep. think that's what these safeties are going to start doing now is saying i'm the versatile guy pay me to be a versatile player not just a standalone safety hey pete i was a little surprised to see troy vincent come out so brutally on how badly the league screwed up on pass interference. That was, you don't get that a lot from the league, as you know. Did that surprise you that he just said he? he yeah, he got, sorry, Joe, he got called in. There's no doubt about that. He got called in because that's that that brutal honesty is something you don't see a lot from that league office. I, mean, I guarantee you, he got called in by uh, Mr. Goodell and said, Roger said something like, hey, uh, Troy, let's, pipe it down just a little bit but look he wasn't wrong uh, it was a, it was a failed experiment it wasn't good it wasn't a good look for the league when when the people at home can see it better than they can and they don't change it then that's a problem and i think that's where we're running into these issues with with uh, you know replay you can see it the game's become so much of a TV game now. That's why you mentioned yeah. playing without fans. They're going to play on even if they don't play with fans because it's a TV game now. And the experience of going to the game, it's fun. It's a fun experience. But you got to sit there and TV timeouts. you got to wait for the game to restart up again. You know, the whole driving in and parking and dealing with people around you. I Look, I think the game is moving even more and more toward the TV game, and which is why I think these numbers in the next TV contracts are going to be outrageous. Yeah. No, it's going to make up for whatever they, you're right at the other end. Hey, uh, judges, and just talk about pass interference. I, 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 I agree with everything Troy Vincent, by the way, had to say. How do we get back to this? The, the pass interference? We're not so focused on frigging every call that is it or isn't it. How do we just get back to the old days where I can't even remember an old pass interference call? Well, because when you played, you used to be able to mug the guy down the field. I mean, my <laughs> gosh, Joe, come That's on. That's true. They had guys playing corner in the NFL that could have got arrested for assault every time they lined up against the guy. Remember Mel Blunt? Mel Blunt used to beat the daylights out of receivers. Oh, I mean, yeah, gosh. that's yeah. the difference. Maybe we need to get back to that, but you know what that leads to? Less offense. Nobody wants yeah, to see that. I, good, I right. don't know how they fix it with the TVs being as good as they are. I just don't. I think, you know, maybe the eye in the sky, you know, the, the extra judge. I, I'm a big believer in adding the eighth official. I think that would help it. The game has become bigger, faster, stronger. The athletes are that much better now. So why not add an eighth official to get a better view of every part of the field? I think that's been 
one of the things I've pushed for for a long time is add the eighth official. That way your angles are better because you know this, and you've complained to many an official back in the day, I'm sure. The angle is the problem. Do you see it? How well do you see it? Uh, and so I think if you add the eighth official, that would help some of that. Anytime a guy cover me like a blanket, which happened a lot, I always like Shula was screaming. I go, the guy's holding me. He's freaking <laughs> holding me. <laughs> then I remembered, oh, damn, Coach Shula's going to see this the next day and realize I was lying to him. I got, this is not a good look. By but, the way, Joe, in today's in today's game, you would have been a perfect tight end in today's game. You would have made a lot of money in today's game. You know what? I... It would have been interesting. It would have been more than that $35,000 base for sure, though, Pete. I would have been up, I would have been up for trying that one, just to get out of that catch? one. You were, Wait, a, tell- you were a pass catcher. You were a pass catcher. Today's rules, you'd be, you'd, you'd be gold. Joe, what was that signing bonus again? Tell Pete what that signing bonus was. Seven, 7500 bucks. And I, coming out of Berkeley, I thought out. I was rich. You spent, yeah, you spent that on one night out that back in right. the day. I know right. you. Come on, Joe. Pete, I could have seen you at Septembers or Christophers or or <laughs> one Rollins and didn't even know it back then. Mister Laughs, one of those places. But no, uh, hey, Pete, know, yeah, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Area code three hundred five. You remember that oh. one? Don't start doing the nightclubs and all my former teammates start like bringing stuff in. Yeah, three hundred five was that was a remember great that it was place. it was a goofy con it was a goofy concept though. You had to sit at a table, but if you saw somebody at another table you like, you picked up the phone and called them. Is that <laughs> right? Really? Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, right. yeah every oh table every table had a every table had a phone, and you sat at a table with like a group of buddies or something. And if there was a group of girls across the thing, you, you the number there was a number that corresponded to that. You called it and say, "Hey, how are you?" That's how it worked. Yeah. Wow. They were ahead yeah. of their time. Look at that. No, that, yeah. that was crazy times. All those clubs <laughs> in uh, Fort Lauderdale open all night, Montego Bay, and all the rest <laughs> oh, of yeah. all that live music. Oh, it was uh, That was a good time. Oh, Pete, thank God. you, buddy. Really appreciate you coming right. on with us this morning, man. Thanks. All right, guys. Take care. Oh, Joe, Pete, don't stop there. I was enjoying the party talk, the clubbing talk, the nightlife talk. Oh, man, got to catch up with Joe Rose one day, catch some off-the-air stories. Of course, you can always catch Joe Rose weekdays, 6 to 10, right here on 560 The Joe. And, of course, you can download the podcast for his show, this show, or any of the shows at our website, wqam.com, wherever you get your podcast from for free, or the radio.com app. Never want to miss Dan Lebitard either. Miami Heat is there to stay, but let's not get it twisted. Florida is football. Once they get their bleep together, they're going to be big and bigger. But those Heat guys, Bam, Tyler Hero, are going to battle him for it. He's going to have to earn it. Who is going to be Mr. Miami? We'll find out in about five minutes from now on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you're listening to some old-school TLC, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, because on this day in 1971, Lisa Lepti Lopez was born. Man, I can remember back in the day, Lisa Lepti Lopez. Girls wanted to be her, guys wanted to be with her, until she burned down Andre Risen's house out of jealousy. Oh, man, I love those hot messes, though. That only turns me on a little bit more. Unfortunately, of course, Lisa Lepti Lopez passed away 2002, but a little memorable right now for Lisa. At TLC, 
still bangs to this day. Gotta love it. Mm-mm-mm. Gotta love Dan Levitard's show weekdays from 10 to 1 right here on 560. The Joe, he and his merry men always having some fun. Earlier today, talking about that big Dolphins drive-in. Also, the Dolphins dynasty and Lance, the documentary. So, a couple of Dolphin-related things that we can talk to Greg Cody about because the Miami Dolphins uh, seem to be filled with hope for the first time in a long time. Tua's got the number one and number two selling jerseys in the NFL. Miami is starved for some sort of face. Um, Dwayne Wade told the reporter Cameron Wolf for ESPN.com, quote, if the Dolphins get it going, it's going to be a Dolphins team. Town. We did as much to make it a basketball town as possible, and Miami Heat is there to stay, but let's not get it twisted. Florida is football. Once they get their bleep together, they're going to be big and bigger. But those Heat guys, Bam, Tyler Hero, are going to battle him for it. He's going to have to earn it. How you put yourself in that conversation is doing something great, something that people have never seen before, and obviously winning. Now, right now, Hard Rock Stadium, Stugat, is empty, can't be used, so it's been turned into a drive-in theater, which which is a wonderful idea. Like right. it's going to be a drive-in theater and you can socially distance. And that's about as entertaining as that stadium has been in 20 years. <laughs> and uh, when you see, when you see this, Greg, when you see the hope involved with what's going on with the Dolphins, I actually laughed out loud the other day reading a Miami Herald story by Barry Jackson, just the headline, Dolphins looking to be a dynasty. I mean, it made me burst out laughing. The idea that anyone, like, what are we, what the hell are we talking about? Dynasty. How about have a winning season? How about win a playoff game? Like, what do you mean, dynasty? <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed out loud at that as well. Uh, we're, we're really getting ahead of ourselves with all of this, but that in and of itself is, is a, ref, a refreshing thing for Dolphin fans to be able to feel that kind of energy. You know, I, I think part of it is Tom Brady leaving the AFC East and, and there being a sense, there being a sense of, of a competitive division for the first time in 20 years. Um, you know, if Tua is as good as, as people hope, uh, I'm not talking dynasty, but they're going to be an exciting team for the first time in a while. He's unquestionably going to be the face of South Florida sports and, and Dwayne Wade is right and, and has a great perspective. This is a football town. Uh, basketball barred it for a while, but it's a football town. Uh, I don't think it's unquestionable that Tua will be the face of South Florida sports. He has to be good in order to be the face of South Florida sports. I would also say that South Florida has the worst face of any market in America in terms of who their face of sports is right now. I don't even know who it is. Is it Jimmy Butler? Is it Bam? Is it Tua already without even taking a snap? We seem faceless, to be quite honest with you. And I would tell you, Greg, that the notion of them having a dynasty, I don't think it's that far off when you consider that Brady is outside of the division. Uh, I don't know how good they're going to be. I don't know. The Jets have never been good. And then you're leading on the Buffalo Bills. So if Tua can be great, if he can be the face of South Florida sports at the most important position in sports, the Dolphins have a chance to make a great run here uh, for the next 10 years or so. 
Stugant, who the hell would you not be willing to grant possible dynasty status if you're willing to do it for a team that's won one playoff game in 20 years? <laughs> like, it is laughable. It is, I mean, yeah, I'm know. not talking about a dynasty. They can't put together a winning streak of playoff games. They can't put together an interesting streak of relevant football. Like, what the hell are you talking about? That was then. This is now. Now they've got a quarterback that, damn, before the injury, everyone had him far ahead of Joe Burrow. Everybody. And then you take Brady out of that division and you sprinkle in two horrid organizations in the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins have a chance. That's all I'm saying. They got a young wide receiver, they got a young defense, young coach from the Belichick tree, and if this quarterback could be good in a bad division, the Dolphins have a chance to make a run here, that's all. Yeah, and it, and it's not just the addition of Tua. You know, we're talking about a team that's got that just had three first-round draft picks, they've got five first-round draft picks in a two-year span. All of that talent trade-off uh, is beginning to, to pay off. Did you like Lance, the documentary? I loved Lance, the documentary. Part one uh, aired on Sunday, and I, I love that we can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like, since Mike, we let Michael Jordan curse, everyone can curse now, uh, but only on Sunday nights, which is weird because it's like a family primetime night. But I thought it was well done. All the concerns about the, the Michael Jordan last stance because he had so much creative control really don't apply to this one because I don't think anyone's coming away with this saying, man, I, I really feel sorry for Lance. You obviously feel for what he went through, but it's established right off the bat that people had problems with Lance before he got sick. People still have even bigger problems now with Lance after he got sick. He's just generally a not uh, an unlikable guy, and he even gives voice to that. He kind of understands that he's a difficult person. It's the most interesting I've ever been in a bicycle documentary. I'll tell you that right now. So <laughs> you hear multiple sides to the story. You hear his, his own truth. He articulates that at the beginning. You kind of see that everyone is still kind of afraid of Lance Armstrong because he's still so powerful. He is the name there that people, you can tell that they're not fully giving you everything because they know it's just going to get back to Lance. So I find it interesting and I can't wait to see part two, which is where we now see his rise and year in and year out, he is winning the Tour de France. And then I want to see how brazen he is about his lies because he didn't just lie about what he did. He challenged journalists. He got vulgar with people who dare challenge him. And he was an, a chronic cheater, a chronic cheater. Billy, why were you uh, wagging a Matumbo finger here at something that Mike Ryan said? What uh, what was objectionable there? I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page, that cursing is not allowed now just because it was in those documentaries on Sunday nights. Like, I know there could be some confusion. Everyone on their best behavior. Yeah, okay, so we can only curse Sunday nights on ESPN at 8 p.m., so just keep that in mind. It doesn't apply to, you know, middays on ESPN radio. Has anyone else uh, seen the Lance documentary? Because uh, we've talked before about the idea that um, it would stretch all reason. It doesn't make sense in terms of too good, uh, too good to be true that uh, everyone else in your sport is doping and you're beating them while not doping. Like it just, it's simply not something that could possibly happen that anyone is so much better than everyone else that they can beat everyone. 
everyone else who's cheating without also cheating. Tony, what did uh, what did you think? You're with Mike on the idea that he's not very likable, right? Yeah, he's definitely not very likable. But what I thought, too, was are we going into this having it be a sympathetic puff piece? Or was this actually going to be the story of what happened? Because in hindsight, we know that he was cheating and he was brazen about challenging people. But one thing that I found interesting was that they go early on in his life when he was running triathlons. And he was just absolutely a not like the authority figures in his life. He had no respect for his triathlon coach came out and buried him within the first 15 minutes of the doc. That is, uh, that is something that I've always found interesting about Lance Armstrong, who hosted the SBs. The idea that, uh, we are so interested in America winning that we wrapped a bicycle in France in the flag and turned Lance Armstrong into somebody that made us care about the Tour de France in a way we never have before and we never will again and we haven't since. All right, I'm going to have to check this out because I am still reeling uh, from the last dance being over. So I needed a Sunday to myself. I needed a Sunday to kind of process that we were done with Michael Jordan, maybe forever, uh, which made me sad. So I will get to it. But I will tell you, Dan, that my wife watched it. So I don't know what's going on here because she said to me that she had a lot of sympathy for Lance Armstrong, that he came off very well, that he came off likable. And she, she was asking me questions now i'm muttering under my breath he's a cheater every time she asked me something cheater 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 i don't need to watch it cheater but she was telling me what is lance supposed to do if the rest of his sport is cheating and he knows and thinks he's better than all the other guys who are doing the same exact thing that he is doing and he took all his fame and turned it into something really really positive whether he cheated or not where he did a lot of good and raised a lot of money for a lot of people and therefore she came away walked away from part one she's like i like that guy I like him, and I don't I, I, cheater, cheater. I, I do see play. his confidence. He's extremely confident, yes. and I do yes. see it being equal parts off-putting and equal parts attractive. Part two is really going to tackle all the good that he does, but how do you reconcile just a bad person doing all this <laughs> good? So I'm interested to see that. Also, they sort of highlight his fall when he goes to a, a, a charitable event called Babes for Boobs, and yes. this is a guy that was on Letterman and class embodied when he was doing all these you know White House events for charity and his foundation and now he's being introduced by eric burns at babes for boobs and he has to go down the back alley and eric burns is like you know is this all necessary no one cares anymore lance we're, we're sneaking out by the dumpster we're leaving a place called babes for boobs i don't, I don't we can go out the front door no one's gonna stop you dude Ooh, last dance yes muy bueno Lance, ah, I don't know if i'm gonna really watch that i got other things to binge watch and get into so Probably going to miss it, but seems like it is one thing definite, polarizing. So if you're enjoying it or hating it, guess it's doing its job. Not polarizing, Hawk and Crowder. You got to love those guys. They are fun, fun, fun. All the women well, at the bottom are safe. He ain't hitting nothing. <laughs> he ain't heard, spreading uh, nothing, and I'm not talking about a virus. Oh, we're going to be spreading the love in about five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. I just put up some new music, so hopefully you can go and enjoy that. I'll do some sports ramblings throughout the week also. Love music, love sports, love Alice in Chains, so happy birthday to the band's drummer, Sean Kinney. 
54 today. Allison Chains, still good to this day. They've had some lineup changes nonetheless. Solid, solid, solid band. They just keep bringing it over the years. Kind of like me. Maybe not so much. Now, speaking of bringing it each and every day, Hawk and Crowder, they may be working from home, but they're still having a whole lot of fun. So let's check in with them right now. Hawk, Crowder, what are you talking about? Well, baby birthdays, headlines, and Doogie Howser. Yeah, this is how you kick off the simulcast, Solana. Let's go. Hawkman and Crowder simulcast on a Wednesday. Pouring rain here in Boca Raton at my house. How are things at the uh, Crowder household in Davie? Um, it was a monsoon about 20 minutes back, but now it's clearing up. I think we're good for that fishing trip tonight, man. How are things at the studios in El Portal, Solana? It's starting to get darker as I look outside the window, so... Uh... I would uh, guess rain is on the way. Somebody texts in Crowder, and this is very nice. What's up, Crowder? My wife gave birth last month at Baptist in South Miami. All went well, thank God. They took her in first until she got admitted. I went in over an hour later. They tested her for the virus when she arrived, and they tested me for symptoms when I went in as well. Just be ready to wear a mask 90% of the time. Only the father of the child is allowed. No visitors. We were home two days later. Hope you guys make it out with a very healthy baby. Best of luck and many blessings. There you go. Some nice words. Uh, When's your wife due? She is due. The latest day we got is June 10th, and the earliest is is, May 31st. So Great day. uh, Either four four days or 14 days. Great day. Stop jamming in with great day like your birthday means anything at this age. Great day to be born. At what point does your birthday not – like like – I, I don't get that. Let's I, be honest. Great you, day. Solana, you, you my boy now. I'll, I'll tell you. We're, we're friends. Do you think at any point I'm going to tell my son you and Solana <laughs> share a birthday? I think you would. I think we could have like a joint birthday party no. in the future. No. No. Me? I know. No. I've seen your friends. They're not coming around my that. kids. Your friends? Come on, really man. want you around my I'm kids. I'm telling you, with man buns on and high waters, no He socks, doesn't have the man bun anymore. He cut off the man bun. How I about know, that? But, but he thought it was nice, so I just know how his mind works. How do you feel without your man bun, Solana? I told you guys, I feel weird. I feel like yeah. uh, I'm lighter. It was two years worth of work, right? Yeah, but it's helping me on the tennis court. I'm more aerodynamic. My serves oh, are getting. Oh, for the love of God, it's helping You're... me on the tennis court. That little Rottweiler tail was two years of growth? Two years. That was two years. Incredible. Bro, you need to you need to eat some damn biotin, <laughs> hair something, bro. You need some oil or something in your head. That was little, man. You had for three inches. You need the hot six oil. It was actually, it was just shy of Boy, I'd have taught Hawk something. Hawk knows about that hot six. (laughs) Get headlines here with hot six Solana. It was actually 11 inches, uh, 11 inches and a half, actually. I know, because I I measured it. I I wanted to donate my hair. I wanted to donate my hair, but. What would you measure it against? I had to double up something. Right. <laughs> Steven Ross and the Miami Dolphins Foundation, uh, they're doing something pretty cool. They announced a multi-million dollar commitment, and they're going to be providing food and jobs for the next year here in South Florida locally. They'll be passing out 1,000 meals a day out of Hard Rock Stadium. Yep, very nice uh, endeavor by them. A nice endeavor by the Miami Marlins as well. As uh, 
They're the only Major League Baseball club that is reported to make a commitment to pay their minor league players through August. They'll be paying their minor league players $400 weekly through August. Right, which would be through the season. I saw the Oakland A's are not going to do that, I guess, starting next week. And uh, One of the things that we're going to talk with Bob Nightingale about, Bob Nightingale from uh, USA Today in the 4 o'clock hour today. $1,600 a month? Yep. That's below minimum wage. Yep. Wow. That's special. You got to be dedicated. When you play, remember we had Daryl Rock on yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, he spent years toiling in the minor leagues. I mean, you have to be dedicated to baseball because you do not make money. That's crazy. All right. What else you got, Solano? Here's an early warning for Canes fans. Don't watch ESPN tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Oh, why? Just don't. I don't want to roll. What's going to be on? Um, What's his name? Terry whatever, Ohio State. Yeah. it's uh, Oh, no. That game? Of the 2002 National Championship Fiesta Bowl? Fiesta Bowl. Canes, Ohio State. Why would they do that? Canes fans, uh, first and foremost, (laughs) pause up. But secondly, don't watch ESPN tomorrow at 7. It's an early warning. I will not. And if you do want to watch it, uh, the final play – Takes place around what? Maybe 10 p.m. Flag gets thrown at 10:45. Yo, wanna, y'all mad about this? Want to plan? If you want to plan your watching, uh, what's that's, the rest uh, name? Yeah, Bo Porter, Terry Porter, <laughs> Terry Porter. I don't even care about it, but y'all said Terry Porter so many times. I don't stole a stole a national championship. <laughs> y'all got six. handsy. Don't get handsy in the end zone. No one was handsy. There was no call. <laughs> I mean, they they were already uh, awarding a trophy. I mean, who the it was 45 minutes later. He throws a flag. Larry Coker was already at half uh, at, at, at midfield. Like literally, he was already at midfield. And the flag no, was he was already on the parade route. He was in a he was a in a convertible on uh, Biscayne Boulevard. Finally, guys, Jack Rico, a 13 year old boy in California, he just graduated from Fullerton College, making it his fourth associate's degree. The team will attend the University of Nevada on a full scholarship starting in the fall. Oh, I've I want my this. kid to attend the uh, University of Nevada so bad. <laughs> I've seen this show. It's called, what is that, Doogie Hauser? Doogie Hauser. I've seen this show. <laughs> little smart right, little you have, boy. Uh, you have weather, Solana? Yeah, kid's a big nerd, if you ask me. Right now uh, in South Florida, I mean, nerd what, do need, alert. what do you need four associates degree for? I don't that. even have one. What do you need four for? <laughs> All the women well, at Nevada shows. are safe. He ain't hitting that. <laughs> he ain't spreading uh, nothing, and I'm not talking about a virus. <laughs> Uh, an exclusive... Amazing how we can go from so smart with Dr. Julio Frank to that. <laughs> That's why I get quiet when he's on. I don't want to reveal the weaknesses in my personality. You got the floor for Dr. Frank. No S, guys. I didn't use an S that time. Right. right. Dr. Franks, you kept calling him. I, I know, I texted, I texted Crowder during the interview. I'm like, it's not Franks. He's like, aren't we talking to Bubba Franks, the tight end? <laughs> No. It's like, damn, Bubba made a career for himself after football. <laughs> and he has an accent. What happened to Bubba Franks? It happens like that sometimes. You get a little crossed up. You get a little confused. President of the U, former football player, accents. Kind of like the sports world right now. Trying to figure it all out, but it's... NHL taking steps, though. Still a little confused. Still got a lot of questions to be answered. So I'm going to let Gary Bettman talk about the NHL return format right here. When the given go-ahead from the medical experts and the relevant government authorities is given, 24 of our 31 teams 
will resume play. The top 12 in each conference as ranked by percentage points from our standings as they stood through the games of March 11th. While we are hopeful, it is our goal that we will be able to resume play and award the Stanley Cup. We intend to do so within a time frame that will enable us to get back to a full calendar for the 2021 season. At the same time, we remain focused on the safety of our players, coaches, support staff, and arena, arena personnel. We will not set dates, choose sites, or begin to play until we know it is appropriate and prudent and are approved to do so. That was very authoritative and very direct and to the point. But basically what he was saying to the whole world is with the expanded playoffs, the Florida Panthers will be playing postseason hockey. Yeah, they're going to be taking on the Islanders. Who knows where? But they will take on the Islanders at some point, most likely, in the NHL playoffs. What happens after that? I don't know. Doug Plagans isn't here. But remember, tomorrow night, as we do on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, we replay some classic Florida Panthers games to kind of scratch that itch for you until the NHL playoffs do start. So that is something to look forward to. That's tomorrow night, though. I'm going to be back tomorrow night also at 6 o'clock, right before that Florida Panthers replay to have some fun and run back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Remember, you can always download the podcast for this show or any of the shows wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or just go to wqam.com. If all that is too much, if I'm talking too fast, Maybe you're doing something and you can't really listen or write anything down right now. I don't want to know what you're doing, but I'll tell you. You can always find me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And if not, once again, I'll be back right here, 6 o'clock tomorrow night for the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.